Welcome. This is the One Grunt's Opinion Trench Talk Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the world of airsoft. If it has anything to do with products, events, people, or news, we'll be talking about it in airsoft. This show is brought to you by Centurion Combat Simulations, an event producer bringing immersive Robin Sage style events to the world of airsoft. This show is about to begin. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, Airsofters, to another episode of One Grunt's Opinion Trans Talk. This is Javier, your host, along with my boy Pineapple, a partner in crime, co host, uh, brother from another mother, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we're glad to have you nerds on tonight. Pineapple, say hi to the folks and tell them about who we have on tonight. Hi, Pineapple. We have the man, the myth, an absolute legend, Rob Wiener. And it, it's really that small. Just kidding. Great guy. Been around for a while. Say hi to everybody, Rob. Hey, how's it all going out there? You're making you me know, blush. You know what they say? I don't think of myself as the myth, the legend. I don't think of myself as a legend. You know what they say about guys with short names? With my name? Hey, with a name like Wiener, every real, real woman wants one. Is that German? <laughs> Is that German? Yeah. Well, yes and no. It's uh, more, uh, believe it or not, my grandfather would never ever admit it and stuff like that, but it's some Russian. Um, German. So is that a Vienna sausage? Yeah, Vienna sausage. Yeah, that's the joke too. But it is pronounced Wiener. It's not Weiner, even though it's spelled Wiener. You know, Weiner, but it is Wiener. I was going to ask you that. Is it pronounced yep. Wiener? Or is it pronounced Weiner? Okay. No, it's pronounced Wiener. It is. It is Wiener. It always has been for the last how many years? How old am I? I'm old. But uh, yeah. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I say? Can I say Wiener? You can take Wiener if you want. Everybody, I've heard it all. You can call me Oscar too if you want to. The only thing which is good is at least my parents didn't have a such year and name me Richard. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get started today. Um, usually we got a little bit of news, but I think we got so much to talk about today that we're just gonna kind of skip over the news. It's right before Thanksgiving. Everybody's got Black Friday sales. Duh, that's exactly what's big in the news right now. Everybody, Black Friday scrambling to shop from all their favorite tactical and. And uh, and box stores, you know, Evike's got their ten uh, percent off, I think, and and oh, geez, Junkie's got ten percent off, and um, uh, LBT is doing a great deal for guys that want to get on that black label thing exclusive, where it's like fifty percent off, and then another ten percent off. Who's I mean, that? Who's that? Um, LBT. Oh, really? Yeah, if you get on in on their black label, uh, black label. I mean, sorry, their gold label group. You know, club or gold label club, you can get it for fifty percent off right now. Like to get into club, you got to pay for the membership, and then after that, and then you get another like ten, twenty percent on top of that. Gotcha. And if, for your next, and if you're, for your order. if you're a gamer, uh, a lot of Xbox games are pretty much on sale right now. So I mean, my, so my yeah, poor, my poor Xbox so, has been in the cabinet for the last two years while I'm trying to do this whole move thing going on. So, <laughs> so as you prepare this weekend, you know, make sure you get a good pair of brass knuckles, some pads, you know, and then get out there and get your Xbox. You know? That's right. You, you know what I'm doing this weekend on Black Friday? I'm going bowling. I'm working. <laughs> I am not I'm, going I'm probably, to the stores. I don't, I'm probably going to go to Home. I'm going to go to Home Depot, but it's not, not because I want to get a Black Friday deal. It's because I'm working on a, like, a thing in the house that I'm working on. Right. I yeah, I saw that. Nice project. Now, what is that? Is that that's not a bathroom or a shower? 
It's a closet. It's okay, literally just making sure. a three-by-three three closet. He acts like it's a Taj fucking Mahal. Well I, well, I saw it. I saw the design today in you know, one of the pictures I was looking at. And I'm going, if that's a shower, Javier ain't going to fit in it. No, it's a very classy-looking closet. Thank you very much. <laughs> it looks so, good. It does look good. It's coming along. You know, I do as... apologize for the noise and background. I just got off with work. So I'm in my vehicle. And so if there's a little bit of noise. It's the heater. Because it's butt-fucking-cold what, in the machine. What's that? What's the heater? So uh, that's yeah, I the... mean, you guys down here in Florida don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> so, I mean, so that's basically the news uh, of the week right now. And obviously, uh, the other big news in, in in the world of Airsoft is the, uh, you know, the, 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 the five minutes of drama that we got this week uh, uh, in Airsoft, which we haven't had this drama, <laughs> I guess, in a while. Um, are, we do- are we doing this? Uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to mention it because it is newsworthy. What, what, um, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, well, apparently, so uh, to give everybody the backstory on this one, uh, make it so quick. A, 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 I will try to keep it quick, and then we can. Yeah, it, it does have to do with the topic of the day, so I might as well set the backstory of this up a little bit. So uh, TCA about what two weeks ago now had Something their like yes two weeks. It's, like, it's oh two weeks ago. okay, you're talking the had, okay yes had the diaper thing had their uh, iron uh, iron dagger. Um, event uh, at GTI, and that was this was their first, you know, continuous 24-hour event, non-stop thing, you know, Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, and uh, it's them, you know, you know, shaking it up, keeping things spicy when it comes. To I it. heard it went their, really well. Therefore, I, I, I guess I, I hear it did go very really well. Good, yeah, I talked to Craig White. He thought it was he was leading Western. He said it went really well, and I talked to Sal. He said the event went really well. I mean, uh, they were growing pains and hiccups, but I mean. If you're when you're going from you know more casual uh, block millstem to continuous millstem, and the, your player base is used to block of time in a break, I mean it's gonna require growing pains and transition time. So it's no surprise that there are gonna be hiccups to that. Um, like I said, especially when your player base is so trained the other way. So the event goes well. Um, everybody goes home. You know, we're singing the praises of it. A couple days later, though, then on the TCA forum and the TCA community group and uh, on Facebook, uh, somebody from the staff, I, I don't know who it is because I didn't probe Sal about that because, you know, it's his staff. It's his crew. It's like they're big. You know, and so I'm like, it does not worth, it doesn't worth diving into. But uh, so they post uh, these group of guys took photos on the AO. And they were at night. They were wearing Oakley M frames, but they weren't wearing the Helo kits inside of them. And so they say, "Hey," uh, and this I'm paraphrasing. Um, if if this is you and you know who you are, uh, if you if this is you and and any of these photos, uh, we're letting you know right now that you are not welcome uh, to any future TCA events again. Um, you're not you're you're banned basically. I mean, it was nothing more than that. It was you know. We, you were told, I, th- I think it was also said, and you can't quote me because I don't remember 100%. Yeah, but, but I don't think that came directly were, from Sal, though. It didn't come directly from Sal. I know the initials on it were somebody else. Um, and if they're like, well, you were mul- you were warned multiple times about rule violations, especially for your iPro, and now you're banned. And uh, the, the crew of these guys um, are basically, they're one of the tribes the, I think they're the one of the GMR tribes. You know how GMR used to be Ronan and his crew, and now they got a couple little tribes around the country. For and, who, uh, for those who don't know, please tell them what GMR is. 
Green, the Green Mountain Rangers. Green Mountain Rangers. Yeah, and, yeah, and and I'll tell you the truth. I was been, I was they've been known was, for years for cheating and, and yeah. doing shady ass shit. Well, yes, yes. But you know what? That was the whole Lion Claw thing and then the original GMR crew band before the tribes. And and you know what? I, I you know what? I say water under the bridge. No, because some of those guys hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Some of those guys still play from the original GMR, so don't give me that shit of water under the bridge because well, they're, they're still doing the same thing, man. Here, here, I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you why a little bit of water under the bridge, because I can't hold. You can't hold old history of an old group of guys. Uh, uh, you can't, you can't, you, you can't complain about. You can't say the other tribes are old. Never changes his spots. Yes, but the other, you, you don't know that about all the other tribes and groups. You know, oh, it, 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 it is irresponsible to lump them in with the worst of the, the that older crew that. Some of, I know some of them are not are, are still with the GR, but some of them are gone and moved on to other things in life. So to automatically lump the other tribes in with the original GMR crew is just is wrong. Correct. So well, let's ask our guests. Have you played with GMR before? Have you had any run-ins with them? I have not played with GMR. I, I, my understanding is that at the Lions Clause events we've been going to, that some of the GMR people have been there. Um, I've gone to the last few events they've had on the Central, you know, east part of the United States. So I've been to several events. They're going to understand they're there, but I personally, um, I haven't run into them as far as issues and stuff like that. If if it's in fact GMR, I don't know any of them personally or seen them face to face. I've just been told and heard that they were there. But um, as far as until this little article just, came out. I didn't even know GMR was a thing anymore because you well, you know, I, I still, until you said something, did not know this was part of GMR. You know, yeah, when, I, yeah. when I saw the initial post and stuff like that, I didn't know it was part of GMR. I mean, I heard some stuff that was going on. I know somebody who's friends with one of the guys, the original poster, and it was taken. Um, I was told it was taken out of context because the full context of it was when that picture was actually taken. Yeah, and see, the and, there, yeah. and there's the other part of it. Exactly. And, and you got it right, Rob, there too. That we don't know the full context of it. Right. I, I, I mean, several people told Sal. I told Sal, too. You know, I thought that, you know, I mean, I understand what you, your stance and right. your decision, but I think the, the way you went about it was not the best way. They were wearing M-frames without Halo kits in them, right? Right. They took so, them out. They could have, the picture could have been, you know, may not have been on the AO or could have been afterwards or something like that, too. Exactly. But, so... And, and why hasn't Sal said anything about this? Correct. Because well, well, here I'll tell. I know I can tell you why Sal hasn't said anything about yeah. it. Because he he's a, he's he's a smart man that knows that it's not worth going down these rabbit holes. Yep. Right, but this is his staff banning people without his approval. And I'm sure that it's been addressed, but but it's already been posted, so the posts are out there. So well, here's the thing too. I'm pretty sure this isn't just about. What you see in the photo in that photo, right? There's something I'm sure it was that we're not privy to. Yes, yeah, we don't. Not knowing the whole story, I'm, I'm sure if if they say that they talked to them multiple times, I'm sure there were other issues. Right. It's just what the internet knows and what the internet sees is the photos. Correct. You're you're exactly right on that. Um, my whole thing with the whole take on everything was everybody trying to justify not wearing the. Not wearing the um, gaskets and stuff like that, and any any of the goggles. 
Um, that that's where I take issue. The people who were um, saying, you know, why do they do this anyways? Um, you know, it's stupid. I mean, my glasses stuff like that. It doesn't make a difference in my eyes. I mean, I'll give you my opinion. In my eyes, if it's a part of the rules and the rule set and stuff like that, follow the rules. You don't want to follow the rules. Don't go to the event. Exactly, and I and I get that, and I, I'm full support of that. It, it, and these guys, they're not like newbies. If they're buying in frames, they are players. They are serious players. They've they've played before. They know how the rules work. Ninety or one hundred percent of all fields and event holders have in their rule set full seal eye goggles, eye pro, no exemptions, and right. they even put in disclaimers. If you're going to wear in frames, you must have the gaskets in them. Yep. Yeah, and so, okay, so but that that post on the Third Coast group wasn't really what turned this from a just a, 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 a poorly handled situation to, to the drama that it then developed into. It didn't develop into the drama that it exploded into for, for a couple of days there, because luckily airsoft is a short, you know, attention span. Uh, it uh, it was when it was posted in North American Airsoft Group. Jake, one of the moderators uh, for the uh, that group, he went and put the guys on blast, like to the tenth nth degree. And he was like straight up calling out GMR. In the in the TCA post, they never mentioned GMR and made a deal of it. But Jake went and made a deal of, of GMR and went and made and went and lumped him in with Milson West. And anytime you you know scream and put those two names out there and negatively in the forums, the fanboys and or members for those groups immediately go on this. Over, over offensive, and I, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I don't. I wouldn't blame a, a, a Milston West guy being like, "Why the fuck are you dogging me, man?" You know, yep. I play my hardcore Milston. I enjoy it. And why, are you, you know, why are you dogging me and my people like me? You know, or what? Like I said, the other tribe got the other tribe guys. Gmar, I know, I, I know, I know the infamy of the old Gmar guys. I've been to plenty of events with them. We had to. I've had to deal with them in leadership positions when with Lion Claw. And and so, I, but I don't hold these other guys and these other tribes. I don't hold the same issues or, or feelings with them because I don't know them. I haven't seen a play, and until somebody is a, a shithead or a dick around me or an yep. event I'm at, then I'm not going to call them that. I'm not going to treat them that way. That's right. just not, I'm I'm my hypocrisy only goes so far, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I'm not going to do that to those guys. And it's the same way, like with Milston West guys. There are plenty of Milton West guys that I know that enjoy those games. Think they're awesome events. I mean, I don't. I may not like jo- uh, Josh Warren, but his events are good and enjoyed by a lot of people. And people, yeah, enjoyed by a lot. Yeah, a lot of people like them. Like to go to them. So why like them. would so? Why have a problem with that crowd? Because there are plenty of cool dudes that I know that play other events and yep. go to those events too. And there's so plenty, yeah, they go to all the events. <laughs> so know? it's not like. The, the guys that are complete and utter dickheads are like this small percentage in comparison to the vast majority of them. So it just makes no sense to hate on the group or hate on the company and or hate on the, the team and hate on the tribes, you know, for the actions of, of a couple idiots, you know? So, so, so when Jake went and put these guys on blast, related and unrelated to the situation, and, you know, went and had to be a smartass about it, 
the next thing you know, the whole internet fucking goes, sets itself on fire over this bullshit. <laughs> That's what happens. So, Jay, you know, when, I got about halfway through that article and I was like, I'm done. This, so, is, wh- this is common knowledge bullshit that everybody should already know. And I just fucking moved on to another posting. So, what Sal did, what, Sal, what TCA did, because I'm not going to say Sal directly because it wasn't him. Uh, what TCA did, it's their prerogative to ban people and tell them not, you're not welcome anymore. And, and it, for rule violations. And, and it's understandable. Any event producer can do that and say that. You don't follow my rules. Get the fuck out and don't come back. Right. You don't want to anybody follow anybody. Yep. You know, and, and, and it should be and it should be a well-known fact that when you buy your, the ticket, you're buying into their brand and what they're doing. And if, you know, you don't like it, don't fucking buy a ticket. That's right. Don't go. Don't go to that event producer. That's. I mean, that's. Yeah. As simple as possible. You don't want to follow the rules. Don't go. I it's mean, it's as simple as that. Exactly. If you can't, if you cannot follow the tax stop or the rule book or whatever you want to fucking call it, it doesn't matter what name it is. It all comes out to the same bullshit. Then don't fucking buy the ticket. You can't dog an event or talk shit about an event. Because you don't like the rules, you should you should have fucking read them before you went. If you want to complain about it, complain about your shitty leadership on the field or whatever. I mean, by all means, uh, you can you I don't, know. I don't blame the event holder. I blame the fucking players. It's their fault. Yes. So because if you didn't read exactly, if you didn't read the rules and you can't follow those rules, you should have and never they, been there. Then they even go over the rules again. At the they're at the safety brief. And they tell you that at the safety brief, and it's just yeah, it's just beyond. But like Rob said, like like Rob said, it, those pictures could have been taken before the game, uh, at, at after the game during the period the of rest. Field. Yeah, they went out there for do their poser stuff, and yeah, I mean it's but but at the same token, it could have been in between the middle of the night when they were all together somewhere before they went on and off. You know, took them out for the pictures. That was my understanding. They may have had the had the full seal, but they for their pictures they took them out to look, you know, GQ. So and I, I so and so and so here we have a tale of two methods. And to be honest, there should have been a third. The tale of the two methods are the first method is one it was that was lacks professionalism but wasn't egregious or you know antagonizing per se. Right. All right. It it did lack professionalism on that part. PCA has all had all the ability to investigate who these guys were on the back end, talk with maybe like Craig White, figure out what team they were, who they were, what yep. unit they were in. It this couldn't be can be figured out offline. They could have been reached offline and handled that way. And then, but it was handled the way they handled it, which wasn't egregious, but it, it did lack in its professionalism. And then you have Jake, who opened his big fucking mouth too wide and put his foot deep into it. <laughs> And that's where, and that's where we get drama, you know. And then I made a point to post about this, and I, I and I posted it, and I made sure to post in a way in which it's not we're not labeling people, we're not putting a finger on right. people, and and but we're addressing the oh this conversation that we're having, having which in that moment we were having a conversation about iPro per se, and calling people out. Well, let's talk about the bigger problem. What we, what you, what, what you just said, Rob. What Brad just said. What everybody in common knowledge says, and what you know, everybody that re- post commented on the post that I made on it said, 
If you don't like the company's rules, don't buy a fucking ticket. Right. Common and sense. If you, and if you buy a ticket, you have just agreed to follow their fucking rules, exactly whether you right. like it or not. Yep. There is no pay to – you don't pay to play your way. You and and we we all know that the the that the where that where this comes from for those guys is probably like I go to Milton West and Desert Fox and well now I am asked also so right. you gotta it's all it's not even that's the other reason why it's stupid to put like uh, Milton West on on blast part of some of the group of guys on blast because it makes no sense because AMS has the rule now where you don't have to have uh full right. full you don't have to have a gasket and it's just the way there that's your rule rule set I mean I took that's mine way, up when I went to AMS the, the last Iron Horse. That they have. That's, that's the their way. rule, though. That's their rule. That was their rule. You're exactly right. That was their rule. So, so it's that's even that's why it's even more stupid to try and lumping these groups together and going out and putting them on blast like that. So the greater so so let's talk about let, let us have the greater conversation that's more important, and that is the like we've reiterated here and it's been now reiterated multiple times across the damn internet that don't buy a goddamn ticket if you don't want to follow the. Exactly Simple like as that. It. And then if you buy a ticket and you're a fuck up, you get what you deserve. That's right. You see what you because saw. because Bo and, and 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 all of them over at AMS and Greg are not gonna allow you to break their rules either. Nope. Just because you don't like that rule because you think another producer rules better. And Josh over at or and Brian over at Milton West are not gonna let you break their rules, even though you're like, I don't have to do this somewhere else. I mean. Josh right. gonna make you uh, pack in X amount of water. You know, I don't remember the exact amount for as part of your load. Right. And if you don't do it, you can't go out. You can if you don't have the water, you don't go out. Yep. So you can't they're they're not gonna let you break that rule. That's not a rule anywhere else in Airsoft. Yeah. So <laughs> but you can't pick and choose. That's correct. Right. <laughs> so, your your radio man. <laughs> yeah, That's we got Brad in car itself. Oh, so windows up. oh wait, you got holes in the floor, don't you? It's a cheap liberty and it vibrates like a motherfucker at seventy-five. The engine does. I yeah, need it, sounds like it's, it sounds like it's re-entering the atmosphere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. That was that. So that was the that was that whole drama and how that kind of came right. about and its course of action, its course of flow. And uh, I think it's the car on silent mode next time. I think it's uh, so. I think that it's a great segue minute for us to talk, uh, Rob, about what you guys are doing and your new company, and kind of just shed a little light for people to understand, you know, what it takes to start a new company and all the nuances of, of having an event and why the rules are the way they are for some event producers. Right. So, Rob, why don't you tell us uh, and our listeners uh, what's the name of your new company and uh, what do you guys got planned for the future? Well, we're called Apocalyptic Tactical Events. In other words, for short, ATE, A-T-E, Airsoft for short. Um, we formed uh, Bulldog, I would say Bulldog. Bulldog and I are formerly from uh, Doomsday Airsoft. So we, creative differences, I guess, is the best way to say it. And so we left Doomsday and formed our own company, event company. And we want to keep it Milsim. Uh, uh, that's the route we were going. We go, we Bulldog and I traveled mostly most of the Milsim events throughout the uh, the eastern part of the United States. We've we've been to Texas before. Uh, now we've been to up in uh, Pennsylvania. I actually went to uh, Wisconsin to an event. 
and uh, been having a blast. We've been traveling around all over the place and got to watch all, how everybody else handles their events. Um, at that point, you know, with enough people asking us, well, we decided to go ahead and start uh, looking for some AOs to have our own Milsom events. Well, to get us started, you kind of need some capital. I mean, you have to have some money. So that's why we're doing our very first event, which will be actually down here in Florida, in Ocala, Florida. Uh, it's the name of the, the name of the event is called Aftermath 2022. Uh, it will be a almost like a post-apocalyptic type event, meaning, but we won't have the zombies from Walking Dead or anything like that in it. We're going to have basically the Patriots. They're the civilian survivors against the military. It's basically a two-faction event. It's a 300-player event that will be uh, taking place at uh, uh, at Warzone Airsoft, which is the field is actually owned by uh, Wayne's World of Airsoft in Ocala, Florida. The event will be in January, uh, actually January 14th and 15th. It'll be a one-day event uh, in Ocala, Florida. For, the 14th is for people to come in early. We'll actually open the gate at 11 for campers, because you will be able to camp out there. We're not going to charge you to camp. Um, the 14th is for the camaraderie night and you know the hanging out and all that good stuff. Um, there's a possibility we haven't confirmed it yet that we might have a couple, you know, quick little night night games that night uh, because it's been asked us to you know put a poll out there if they anybody want to do a quick night game on that Friday night for the ones who are there. But the event's actually on Saturday, so Saturday will be the whole event, which will be Milsim built Milsim based uh, with the objectives and control points and uh, shoot everything from probably a down pilot to capture the XO. Uh, rescue the hostage, uh, you know, things along those lines, but basically to control your point of the field, the civilian, the Patriots, which we call the civvies, the Patriots will, you know, want to, you know, keep their land, whereas the military is trying to come in and take it over and repopulate. Uh, the storyline's real good. If you check it out, eight airsoft and look up, uh, um, holy smokes, I'm having a brain fart now. <laughs> Aftermath 2022, look it up everything's on there for you to take a look and uh, see if you would like to go and come down, come down and go. We've already got a couple teams coming in out of Georgia. We're going to come down. We got uh, now, is there a uniform requirement or uniform requirement for the military side is camo camouflage, any camouflage whatsoever. We, all we ask is that if you're going to be come down as a team, you all have the same camo. You know, the teams like to do that. We're not going to restrict the type of camo except black, no black camo, uh, no black, you know, no black uniforms, things like that. No off four dress up for the military side but we want everybody to be matching camo tops and bottoms um uh, you know you get um and as for the civvies it's strictly civilian uniforms uh the only thing we are allowing is some of the civilian guys want to wear their helmets so we're allowing them to have black covers on their helmets but the uniforms can be for t-shirts and jeans and um they can be combat pants but we ask that they not be the military green or tan so there is no mistaking on who is who when we get out there and get into firefights and stuff. It, like I said, it's a 300, 300 player event. Uh, I don't know what else you, you want. It's uh, The tickets are on sale now. Uh, like I said, go to the event page or go to Apocalyptic Tactical Events or ATE you know, to find the event. And uh, the tickets are on sale now. We have an early bird going on right now, $55 uh, for the weekend um, up until December 7th. And then we, we have to raise it up to $10. $65. Okay, so the extra cost so it's, sure it's, sure. it's a budget friendly event. It is. It is, it is a budget friendly event for you to come down. Uh, we just we we're, it's one of the events we're trying to get our name out there as being able to produce the event. But actually what we our, our ultimate goal is we're working towards <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> working towards an AO on the on the on the scale of you know, TCA or Lions Claws or, you know, Milsom West, any one of those for as far as an AO go. 
I mean, we are we are actively out there pursuing it. We have a couple of places we are looking at that we're not going to give away the secrets yet, but we have some that are in the works. But the biggest thing is we want to, you know, some people to come down and check out our event and have some fun and then uh, be able to go back out there and uh, free advertise it for us. So if you, uh, if you, if I were to say, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Wiener, I want to start uh, an, uh, an event company. Um, uh, I don't want to do it at a painful field or airsoft field. Let's say I want to go deeper in that and I managed to secure like a cool factory or something for the weekend. Is spitballing it. Right. And you say to me, and you, the one of the first things you said is like, before we really get into this, you should have working capital. Now, is this working capital before you start selling tickets or after? Um, it's kind of a combination of both. You have to have something to fall back on, especially with some of these AOs require a deposit up front. And depending on the size of the AO, that can be anywhere from a thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars. You know, it's just, you know, it depends on some of the, the bigger events and things like that. Um, my suggestion, if you're starting out, now we have some experience in the fact we've already belonged to an event producer. We're already part of an event producer. So we had a little bit of insight. But say if you're brand new and want, brand new, say your team wants to start doing these, um, my suggestion, take a look at the bigger event holders, the ones that are established. Talk with them. Become friends with them. I mean, you know, between like uh, pretty much any one of them are pretty much approachable unless they're super busy setting up their own event. So, I mean, everybody from Milson West to AMS to TCA to Lions Clause, you know, John Liu, Salvador Zaniga, and, you know, Sam Asadi, and e- even Josh Warren and, um, oh, who am I, AMS? Um, why can't I think of his well, name right now? I can see his face. Well, sure. AMS, you know, all those guys. So, if you're really seriously thinking about it or say you find a real cool AO that you, you want to host a event at, my suggestion is, do a little small one to get introduced or go to an event and co-produce, not co-produce, but um, sponsor the event, meaning get your name out there. We just did one uh, this way too, up in Pennsylvania. We have a lot of new fans from the Pennsylvania area. We went up and did uh, big house productions. So we have a lot of, you know, so things like that, you got to get yourself out there, be exposed, let people know who you are. Um, granted, I've been a, myself, well, Bulldog's been around way longer than I have. He is older than me, by the way, uh, but he's been around way longer than I have. So his name's already been out there. I've been in it since 2012, but I didn't get into Milsom until 2016 at AMS. So they were my big introduction and where I fell in love with Milsom, period. You know, well, how, big of a, how big of a purse would you recommend me going into say, this endeavor with? Saying how big a purse? If yeah. you well, okay, so say you have nothing, but you need to get props and things like that. Yeah, I got nothing. Let's say we got I, $5, I got minimum. five thousand minimum. Yeah, because you got you still got to buy purchase patches. You still got to purchase you know your the gates. You got to purchase supplies. Period. And then if you move on to you want to have um, control boxes or things along those lines, or even the uh, oh good gosh um, objectives, things like that, whether it be flags, um, banners, you know, all this kind of stuff that you need to produce a good event where you people are going to come back and be excited about coming back to another one of your events or come to one of your bigger events type of thing. So I would say at minimum, at least $5,000. Just so you have that bank to fall back on or, or see even if, you know, if you're that confident in it, you just have a credit card that has a bunch of value on there. And, and you would say be, this is before you sell. A before you start selling tickets. Yeah. Oh, and here's another thing too, which, which I put out there, find your AO first before you start putting together a game. Because every storyline that you write does not necessarily fit the AOs. So that should be your first thing. You know, write your storyline, get somebody else to proofread it and go through it type of thing. And um, go from there. Don't try to jump in with both legs. You, have an AO. you don't have an AO yet. Yeah, that would be better for the kids who can't read good. What, say that again? 
I said, I went to the center for the kids who can't read good. Yeah. <laughs> so how about uh, establishing yourself as a company and all that? Well, the, the produce an event. You produce start out with a smaller event. Uh, a lot of people start their companies as their team name. I mean, but I mean, we should, everybody that's going to do an event should be like, let's go set up an LLC first and all that. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's what we did too. Before we decided, well, we had already put ourselves out there. So get yourselves out there. As soon as you find an event in an AO, then you can establish your LLC. You can tell everybody, you know, it doesn't make a difference who you are. One of the things I suggest is you take a look you know, at SunBiz. Well, it's down here in Florida, SunBiz. You can take a look and look up the name you want to be called. I mean, I did some research on the internet before we came up with apocalyptic tactical events. I mean, there's other ones called apocalyptic events, things like that, but nobody had the the ATE. So that's what we went, you know, we went with. So we looked around for, you know, for for a you know company name. It seemed to stick. The patches look awesome too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing you could do is have this really sexy name and this uh, idea of a really cool name and then find out that somebody else already owns that Correct. name. And that's when then you'll find that out real quick when you can start and establish an LLC because you are a business. I mean, you do have to, but you can name your business anything you want to under an LLC, but you can say doing business as, uh -huh. you know, such and such. So, I mean, that that's a, that's a good bit of information I've learned also. So since, since uh, iPro has been such a uh, a big topic of discussion over the last week. So, right. Um, tell us a little bit about insurance and how that works. Okay. For a so, professional business on the level. <laughs> right. Professional business on the level, and you and now they're you're required to have some type of insurance. Well, the insurance companies, um, I'm not, you know, I don't have to name any insurance, but it's pretty much all of them have all of a sudden caught on to this idea of Milsim military simulation events, airsoft sporting events, things like that. So with it being, it's all of a sudden become more restrictive type of uh, insurance. So it's more, uh, oh, what, how do you call it? More, it's restrictive, but it's also more uh, cultivated or cultured for airsoft and Milsim. So our, let me give you an example of what what's going on with the insurance. Um, we used to be and able this, to pay one price, well, which is and what and this is a newer thing, right? This is a newer thing. This is within the last year. The, actually, the beginning of this year, it, it actually happened. The beginning of the year, because with the other company I was with, um, we found out the hard way. But luckily, we had a big enough event going on where we could cover the cost of it. But we found out the hard way at the last minute that our insurance was going to cost us ten times more than what it cost us the year before for a whole year's worth of insurance. So it went from being a whole year's worth of insurance, one-tenth the cost, to now it's 10 times the cost per event. Uh, per event. That's how, And that's why you see a lot of these event producers making the rules pretty strict. I mean, if you have to file an insurance claim on that, you can be you know, dropped right away by these insurance companies now, too. But we have to have the insurance in case that one thing happens. You know, something gets real bad. Sal so, told me, and I don't think this is just confidential information. So if it is, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sal, if it is. But <laughs> Sal told me that uh, their insurance company, uh, and they're with uh, a very reputable insurance company, right? Like mainstream name. I'm not going to name their insurance company. Right. Yeah, because everybody got to shop around. Yeah, but it's but it, it's it's not like it's not Joe's special event insurance. Right. It's not. Right, it's it's a reputable, well-known corporation um, that uh, covers plenty of people for other things. But um, uh, he says that it's gotten to the point where the insurance company checks in on their social media. Say that again. 
he says it's gotten to the point where the insurance company checks in on their social media. Right, correct. That is exactly right. And they're looking, they're looking for, like in their case, they're looking for guys that are not, you know, wearing the proper eye pro or something. Right. I mean, any reason to change their rates and or like or you said, drop them. Yep. Take the fee and cancel. Oh yeah. I know so, another, uh, you, well, you know, another one that just, that just happened to, but they didn't, I don't know whether they didn't do anything wrong. I sure nothing, you know, it's just the insurance decided to go a different route. Said, see ya. I mean, yeah. they're doing that with, same thing with homeowners insurance, but some of the other things with the insurance, they're now the vehicles, you know, you have in, you know, the technicals, they have to carry their own insurance. Drivers have to carry their own insurance now of those technicals. And then, uh, and then on top of that, we have to know the insurance companies want to know if you're going to have technicals in it. I mean, look, we even got a, you know, the helicopters. You know, the helicopters have to carry insurance. So it's uh, that's why the, you see some of the prices going up as much as they are. I, you know, they, they include that price in the price of the ticket. That's one of the things that the normal, most of your players do not see that. And, and I know, know that. I know of at least two, you know, reputable event producers that are like, they're not flyby guy night guys, right? That are all, that are all right now in the middle of a, of a uh, of an insurance rush to find uh, appropriate insurance because right. they're just suddenly dropped for no reason. Yep. And these guys, they're like, we didn't have, and they haven't had any. Yeah, it's not be cheap either. I mean, you know, like like Rob said, they used to charge you. For a whole year now, the insurance companies, like like I said, are catching on, and so it it's more of a, a money game. It sounds like for these insurance companies, like okay, we'll give you X amount of insurance for you know ten thousand dollars for the weekend. And it's you know makes a lot of sense now because that's why ticket prices have gone up and yeah. things are. That's, that's a big reason. It's not like we're looking to get rich off of these events or, you know, to get rich. Because you well, can't, if you're trying to get rich so many, in aircraft, you're in the wrong field. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, if you're trying to get rich, yeah, you're exactly right. We do it because we love it. I mean, they, you know, Bulldog and I love going to the games and playing. We love seeing the, the people, the faces out there. Um, I, I, I'm i the type of player where I really don't have a problem with anybody out there. I mean, I've not run into anything where I've had to worry about it. it, it it's just – it's – it, it's it's a great sport. I mean, I enjoy it. I, I mean, I'm old. I got into it when I was I'm old. <laughs> I don't say I'm that old, but I'm old. But I'm out there running around with the best of them and enjoy it. Enjoy the hell out of it. So, I mean, look, I played with you on the field. I did not see you run once. What's that? I said I've been on the field with you as recently as Serious Viking Three. I didn't see you once, dude. When I'm inside the buildings and running through windows, trying not to get shot, then you see me run. But I'll I'll walk up to bring up the rear and shoot the guys who. Are, <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen you run before. You never seen me run before? You know, no. actually, not ever since I, I, I shouldn't say this, but I, I broke my leg in an event. I walked in the middle of a, a uh, one of the night missions. I'm not going to say what it is either. Give it out. Give it away. So, but it was my own fault that I broke it. But I've, I've slowed down a little bit since then. But there, there's no real reason to really run unless you get shot at. And that's when I usually end up doing it. I end up firefight where I need to run. But um, you know, I, I feel the same way. These young kids are like, oh, man, you got to run. Let's go, Charger. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, the BBs are still going to be flying at you, and whether you walk or if you fucking sprint. <laughs> right. So I'm going to take my time and get there and not be out of breath and not be tired because right. I'm not as old as you are, but I'm getting there, and I'm a little overweight. <laughs> so I'm, there's a reason why they call me Tank. It's yeah. not because I fucking move fast. <laughs> 
but you're accurate well, and consistent. There's nothing wrong with well, it. Well, somebody's you know, about that, but somebody's got to be somebody's got to be prepared in the rear in the event of a counteroffensive. That, well, that's what you see, most of the time with younger kids, I feel like the the uh, uh, what is that the the rhino from Jumanji? The whole crowd goes by, <laughs> and then here's this fucking rhino huffing and puffing. Five minutes later, that's me. But listen, Bulldog and I, most of the majority of the time, we're in some type of command role. So we don't need right. to be cast. We right. have a radio. We need. We can be brought up in a technical somewhere if we need you. Get in the firefights. I, I mean, I can end up in the back, and then all of a sudden I'm at the front the front line in the, in the middle of a firefight. They'd love every minute of it. Because you can't outrun a radio. Nope, you can't outrun a radio. And you'll know who's around the corner, and, and it's just – it's I don't know I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean I wasn't in the military. I was not a vet. I mean uh, I've been a firefighter for 25 years, volunteer firefighter for that matter. I work in the medical field, but uh, um, it's uh, just such a rush. I mean, and it makes me want to think back. I, maybe I should have stuck it out and gone in the military anyways. But uh, Bulldog was a hardcore you know, marine, so he uh, he was a drill sergeant and all that stuff. So Are you there? Hardcore. Yeah, he's hardcore. He's blown up in a tank, put it that way. But that dude's out there, you know, half bionic, you know, walking, running, circles, running, walking, crawling, whatever it is, circles around all those young guys out there. Yeah, uh, Bulldog is a, 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 a different breed when it comes. Oh yeah, to he is awesome as hell. But he's Bulldog. That's why. That's why when sometimes people are like, oh yeah, he's a disabled vet. I'm like, that ain't disabled. Vet. Hey, don't call him that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what this. Yeah, Bulldog is anything but disabled. No kid, but but he's a, yeah. but that dude. You know, some of these guys are out there dying because they drank their beers and stuff the night before. That's on you. You got Bulldog out there whose body is literally falling apart around him, still out there making it to the front line. You're walking that mile walk. But still out there running and gunning, well, walking, walking, crawling, whatever, crying and gunning. He's he's doing it. So. Yeah, and that and that's what I, that's it. I mean, like, if you can't, I mean, don't even start. Don't tell me that you can't do it, and then look right. at that guy. I mean, that's why more of these people need to get you know in the sports. More of these dads bring your sons out, be in the sport. Uh, you know, women. I mean, there's women in the sport too that are just. And I call it a sport because you're exercising. You're working out. You're getting a workout, you know, out there carrying all that gear. Absolutely are. I mean, I got a three liter camel pack or a hydration system that I carry with me, and by the by the end of the first evolution, I mean, I've I've gone through two of those. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> six liters of water. Yep. Oh yeah. So. Granted, I've given away because it's like, hey, I'm thirsty. Okay, right. here. But when you go back yeah. after you kill, you got to go back to the CP, you pick up another bottle of water or whatever, refill it. So, just... so the question, so, uh, sorry, important since since you did mention, you did say that you know, rates had gone up like tenfold. Like, yes, what, 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 what could, what was, what did somebody last year, what could they on average probably expect to spend uh, for a weekend event as far as insurance? And then what oh, yeah. are they probably spending now? Um, last year, to put on an event, probably, and, and pay your admins and things like that, and rent the stuff, things. Well, let's say just insurance. Let's start with just, just that. Just because insurance it's such, it's such year, a big topic. Uh, I'll give you a ballpark number. It's not what we pay. And the, say and the price has gone so high. Four, $400 okay. for a, a year's worth of insurance at any of your events. This was last year, probably beginning of last year, before prior COVID, before COVID. So okay. that, that's about the best way to do it. But since then, like just this past January, tenfold, $4,000 for just the one event. But it's based on the amount of people. So we we had probably close to almost at 500 for that event. 
So it was, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably give you a good idea of, of what the cause. I have no clue what, I mean, I can only imagine what they paid for the Guardian Center for insurance to have an event. Oh, God. You might want to add another, well, no, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, you yeah. add a zero to that. It was probably at least 10, 15,000. Yep. Oh, yeah, easily, easily because of easily. between the, you know, the, between the, the technicals and the uh, mortars and all that, because now, now they're onto the, you know, the mortars and the grenades and all that stuff too. It's not like, you know, okay, we're just worried about insurance because you may burn the place down. Nope. Well, somebody, somebody, you know, it always, when it came to these calls, these guys were making to these insurance companies, like it was always this, this, uh, this uh, process and explaining to them what you were doing. And them, them kind of being like, okay, oh, all this. Kind yeah, of well, sure. Yeah, the underwriters will take yeah. care of you. Now it looks like somebody in these companies went and said, "Hey, look, I need you to do some research." Yep. <laughs> well, the research too, and probably some of the. Um, I don't know who's had any. Put it this way, I, I have not heard of who's had any claims because it's either hush hush. But now, with some some of the claims that have happened, probably the insurance companies woke up. I mean, because it's. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, if they, you, I mean, if somebody gets hurt at your event and they have to do a claim or somebody burns something down at an event and they got to do a claim or destroy something, I mean, whatever, uh, the hundred things get, uh, a vehicle has an accident at an event right. and then the, you know, one claim is filed and next thing you know, that company is, uh, you know, doing their research and then I'm sure one company is paying attention to what the other one's doing. And, and, you know, it, depending on how big the events uh, host is, you know, one claim could potentially end everything you've spent years trying to build. I mean, not that I ever wanted to happen, but can you imagine what would happen at, at TCA with uh, uh, Guardian Center if something major happened and they had to file a major claim? That could have potentially, as big as Sal is, shut Sal down permanently. Well, I can shut anybody down because nobody. Well, if you, if you didn't have insurance. Well, but, yeah. You know, you insurance. Insurance. Scenarios, well, the, the insurance gets canceled after that. Then you got to go shopping again. Right. Well, but and, from an insurance perspective, you have filed a claim and then that insurance company drops you. Me as insurance B, insurer B, I'm not going to insure you because you got right. dropped from another insurance right. company. And that, that's why they do their best. That's why they have so many admins out there. I mean, you need to have admins out there to keep you guys straight from doing that. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Like, but, like you fell off I the mean, side of a building, you know, things like that. Even in my industry, I'm a horizontal directional drill operator. I put in underground utility work. If I hit a gas line, depending on how big that gas line is, if it's a major, like, so you have services. They call them services. They go to the house off the main. Right. A main, typically, a main, main line gas is typically eight to fucking who knows how big but if i hit like a 10 inch gas line well i'm dead for one but that could literally put my company out of business and we make 80 million dollars almost yeah well we make a lot of money <laughs> they make millions a year but a big enough claim could shut us down permanently so you know i just i just worry about that kind of thing because it's like that's why i haven't started one i've always wanted to but i just don't want to take that that risk you mean that's why you've never started a, an event company? Yeah, because of the insurance risk. It's it's scary. I don't I don't know if I'd ever want to run my own event company. I mean, I I was happy, you know, helping the jury out and seeing how that all worked on the back end. It was a learning experience.
So, uh, so I, I, I'm glad to have that unique perspective so, and understanding how the insurance works and where, you know, what it costs. And, the, and then, you know, the expenses associated with operating and then, you know, how that should factor into the price of your ticket and then your margin and what your margin ends up being. And so how much you actually walk away from that, you know, so that's why I definitely understand. That's why I was gonna say, that's why I definitely understand that it's not easy to carve out a living in doing events. And if you do, you got to have a lot of events. They have to have be like 300 plus guys every time. And yeah, then you're oversaturating yourself and no, no, you, you may not be. I mean, uh, guys that do and they're having, they're living off of it, but you, you got to live a little frugally. You can't be living lavishly either though. You know, you're just, you're not going to live lavishly owning a millstone company, you know, nowadays, but you, I, I, you're going to be solid middle class if you're lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so besides insurance, what other uh, issues would you say are major, not other issues, but besides insurance for somebody starting up a new company, what would you say would be the thing to kind of, you know, get, you know, what do you, besides props, insurance, you know, is there anything else you can give advice wise for someone well, starting up? The well, biggest thing that? is have a team, a team behind you. Yes, you know, somebody who's uh, got the right type of people working for you, working or working with you, for that matter. Um, I mean, you've got to have people who are personal who are going to be able to work with the public because basically the players are your public. So you have to right. have people who are approachable, who are you're standing on a pedestal, you know, above you and looking down on you. You can't have that. So the biggest thing is have the right people, have the right people, the right team underneath you are working with you. Um, you that's a big thing. Um, the AOs come, uh, everything else falls into place. Conference talk, you got to talk. You get, like I said, the uh, it's I'm, I'm thinking because I'm, I'm going through it now. So, and I, I, I am very fortunate to have the people who we are working with who you know are busting with this butt and want to see us successful. I mean, we pull we pull names and stuff like that, people who know who are have their name out in the community also. Or even don't have the name for that matter. But we know how they work. You know, everybody from like we have like we have a uh, oh good gosh, oh, good gosh. we have a uh, handles ticketing things like that. You know, handles you know you know ticketing, uh, handles emails, handle. You have to have a web page. You have to the web page is a big thing. I mean, you know, the Facebook page, event pages. You have to have people who are creative to set up things like that. Uh, that's why you know that's why team is so important. I mean, we're still we're still growing, but we have our name out there. But our Facebook is not you know one hundred percent. We have a domain name, but we don't have a web page built yet. We're still doing some of the stuff in the background, but a lot of that costs money too. So rather than one person having to shell out all the money out of his pocket, you know, we got to get something under. You know, you got to get something going. Like I said. Do a, do a small event, you know, start out with a small event, see how it goes. You know, one of your local fields, you know, do something, do a charity event for that matter. Bring some names in, you know, things like that. I mean, that's what Central Penn Milson did. They brought Bulldog and myself up there as, I hate to use the word celebrities, to uh, help promote the business. And it worked, you know, promote their their first game up there. And it worked. So, um, yeah, because they they've already got two more, well, one more definitely planned. I know they're already looking, looking towards the future. So, you know, that's working out for me. Matter of fact, I've been asked to come back up, but I, in the month of April, good God, I got so much stuff going on that month, including this Pew Pew cruise that's going to happen too, the beginning of April. Say so, again? 
the Pew Pew cruise, the airsoft cruise that we're going to have out of out of uh, Fort Lauderdale? Please got, explain that. Say that. I mean, we're going to have, uh, yeah, we got a three day cruise that we're going to, we're planning, but with a bunch of airsofters. I don't know how many tickets are sold, but I know I bought my Bulldog and I have our tickets for it. Where is your cruise going? The cruise, just out to like the Bahamas and stuff like that. It's a three day cruise out to the couple of the islands and things like that. So but you're working on the island? Have us, uh, go over to have a uh, airsoft game over in the Bahamas. I guess there's a couple of fields and stuff over there. So oh, so you're going to play at a field? Uh, yeah, we're going to play at a field over there. You take the cruise out, go to enjoy, have the island. I think before we leave to go on the cruise, they're trying to do a small little event like that Thursday evening before, because we leave on Friday and we'll come back Sunday night. But that Thursday evening, have an event, uh, have a small little event at, uh, say, Miami Airsoft type of thing. And then we'll leave out of Miami. We're going out of Miami. I thought we're going to, Fort, I don't know, one of the two. We're going to either Miami or Fort Lauderdale. They're like right next to each other. So. Are you just on a, are you guys just tagging along into an existing cruise or? Um, no, it's a, actual, we've got, uh, uh, um, I hate, I hate to do this, but I'm going to give him props. Mark Sarens of Players Wanted actually set it up through Norwegian yeah. Cruise Lines. So it, we'll have, we'll, if, if we get enough players to go, um, we actually get our own little banquet room and stuff like that. So we're doing a, it's actually an air, based as an airsoft cruise. So there'll be other cruisers on it, but we'll have our own little section, our own section of the ship type of thing. We'll be able to go all anywhere once on the ship, but our rooms are all booked together, you know, in a certain area and um, things along those lines. It's like, I think the cheapest is uh, 600 and some dollars for an inside cabin. And then it goes all the way up. If you want an outside cabin, if you're bringing your, your wife or girlfriend, how long know, is it like a round trip? It's, it's a three, it's a three days. So you'll leave on a Friday evening and come back Sunday after no Sunday morning. Friday is a Friday morning, Friday morning, Friday morning. Sorry. It's Friday morning. And you come back Sunday, Sunday morning. So Friday to Sunday. What's the, what's the whole ticket? The whole ticket is, uh, I think, for just the inside was like six eighty. I don't have it handy. I've got it on my phone here somewhere. We're going to do it. Well, I mean, for the the whole thing, the whole, the event, and oh, that's well, that's it. That's the cost to go. I mean, is your whatever you pay for going on the cruise. So I oh, mean, okay, he's, he's working out so, for the, the freebie games or something like that. Something included with it. But we have a lot of excursions are included with it. And extra drink tickets and things like that are included in the ticket. So it's a bunch of airsofters going on a cruise yeah, together. Yeah, a bunch of airsofters going on a cruise, but lot, some are bringing their significant others, some aren't. Okay. So, okay. yeah. But uh, okay. I, I don't so know how many he has right now. You'd have to get with him. He would know the not, numbers more than I would. It's just not an event in which airsofters are going to cruise to an airsoft event. No, no, no. It's just something added as a like an excursion type thing added to it for, for us airsofters. Okay. So, and basically, it's a weekend of camaraderie, hanging out, cruising on the ship. Telling you know, telling war stories, fake war stories, whatever you want to do, you know that kind of good stuff. Like we like we do when we're sitting there on a before the game starts, you know. That, but it's just going to be all weekend long on a cruise ship. Make sure you like the guys you're going with. That's all. Yeah, that's correct. Well, yeah, you got to know who's going to. <laughs> but you, you can, yeah, it's easy to make. Friends. I mean, look, look, look. I, I like you, Rob, but I don't think I like you seven hundred dollars worth. Uh, come on, I mean, I want to snuggle with you. <laughs> okay, okay, that that that's that's worth it. That's worth it. As long as I can play with that GBLS, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a problem. We can't bring the blue guns on the ship. <laughs> We're gonna be shipping them over or shipping stuff over. They're trying to do a pistol game, things like that. But the the place in the Bahamas, my understanding, they have rental guns, so it'll be a bunch of I guess you could say experienced guys. So you are gonna play airsoft in the Bahamas. What's that? So you are playing airsoft. Yeah, we're gonna go down. There's gonna be. It's like they can, we consider the shore excursion for the airsoft guys. They're gonna try and get in with the field over there, because there is a field there. 
Okay, now I'm intrigued. There you go. Yep. I mean, it sounds fun and interesting. I just it, it's I, the I'm first one. It's the first one that they, they put together real quick. So if this is if this goes off good, there'll be a second and third. And it'll be like an annual event type thing. So, so, uh, so well, you say you need a good team around you, a good group of guys around you. Yes. I mean, yep. uh, so if, uh, once again, I'm let's I'm, let's I, I'm hosting an event, and I want to have 300 players at the event. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna sell 300 tickets and hopefully sell them. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, how many How many staff members do I need? What would you say is the ratio? What would you recommend as a ratio for for 300, 300 players? You could probably get get away. Um, it depends on the size of the field too. Now, if it's spread out, you may need more. But based let's on say, let's say spread they, out. They, uh, say that uh, uh, 15, 15 acre, twenty acre field. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think what what Warzone is. Um, you could probably get by with ten roaming. 10 roaming uh, admins as long as they're they're roaming we what we do with our event is we assign sectors that those particular ones have to be stay you know stationed in and roaming around all of them are on radios so it means you have to have enough radios for everybody or they can bring theirs you know majority of people who are admins have their own radios too but you need to have enough radios there to cover them say they forget or don't bother bringing their radio with them so communication is a must on your own channel for your admins that's the best way, but also, and, and your admins cannot be in-game admins. They have to be seen. I mean, they have to wear a bright color shirt. Um, that's, that's a given. And uh, the, it doesn't make a difference with the hat and stuff, like, but a bright colored shirt other than, and it cannot be like our civilians cannot pick those colors as part of their uniform. What, so, what's the objection towards in-game admins? I mean, a couple. Uh, the objection to in-game admins. Um, now you can have what's called a combat controller in the game. He can take care of that situation right in front of you, or he can he can find an ad, find a uh, find a admin to get them to do something or whatever. He, but it's somebody who can break up say if a fight happens right in front of them. So you usually have enough of those enough of those combat controllers and stuff like that. Um, it's and and sometimes they're marked, sometimes they're not marked. I mean, I know I was in the game and I wasn't marked, but I had a situation happen in front of me where a guy was you know, blatantly not calling his hits. And I just stepped up and he goes, who the hell are you? I go, I'm an in-game admin. And, and then one of the other players timed up and he goes, you better listen to him. So they didn't know what, you can't tell who I am though with my face. And do, stuff you, like that. do you think that? Uh, I think, players... I think in-game admins, if I don't, if I may interrupt here for a second. Yeah, yeah. I think in-game admins are great way of combating cheaters. Yep. Or, and sometimes, and, 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 I, and I'm guilty of it, too. I've been playing for a while. You know, I'm out there. You're in the middle of a fight. And you think, you know, because they'll tell you gun hits don't count sometimes. Sometimes right. they do. Or, you know, you don't know where it came from. Or it was a ricochet. and Or you didn't feel it. And you right. just keep rolling. And then there's one guy. I hit you. I hit you. And he'll call an admin. Admin will come over. He'll explain it, blah, blah, blah. Or the admin may even be there. And, you know, hey, you know. You're hit, dude. I watched him. It hit you. Right. You're done. And right. it could be. And, 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 and that's yeah. happened to me. Guy came out of nowhere. Is like, dude, I watched him hit you in the in the, in the in the right in the foul. I was like, I didn't feel it. And I was like, well, who are you? And he's like, I'm in game admin. He pulled right. out a little card. Right. I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. They'll have a card or they'll have something that says combat controller on them. Because sometimes those things happen, but they are a great way to combat cheaters, but though. The other thing, too, is you, you announce that at the beginning of, you know, when you, just before everybody starts or at your safety brief or whatever. And there will be in-game admins. You won't know who they are. So, you know, a game of honor. Uh, call your hits. Don't call anybody else's hits. If we catch you, you know, yelling or calling anybody else's hits, 
you're going to be the one who's going to be out and you can walk back to your CP, you know, things like that. So we try to, you know, keep, keep that down to a minimum. And it usually works to a certain extent. I mean, you always got those one or two guys who are hotheaded. I mean, I've seen guys sent to the parking lot. You know, you want to, you know, to you chill out or go home. Well, you know, back, like that, get hot piggyback, but, piggybacking on what Pineapple said, though, is uh, do you do you think it's do you think you get is it easier to are you less likely to get cheaters when they when you do you think you're less likely to get cheaters when you can when they know who the admins are and exactly who they look like and they're very visible or do you think they're less likely to cheat when they're the, the embedded embedded is, they can identify correct, themselves correct. when needed now, the visible one is a definite must the visible admin is a definite must that's why you need to have roamers as far as admin to go work in their sectors and we can rotate sectors at a certain time. So it's not the same admin around type of thing, but like uh, all the TCA events, any TCA event I've been to, I've always seen an admin somewhere, um, but they were usually wearing all black, but they, they stand out. I mean, the way the TCA sets it up, you know, they stand out because they have reflective, reflective white on there, you know, like a trim or something like that, but they're dressed all in black, but they stand out. They don't take away from the game, but they stand out. Our events, we tend to depend on where we're at, and we've, we've always had wearing either bright orange or this is probably going to be fluorescent yellow at this event, but something that stands out. So if an admin's coming and they see that admin, they're less likely to cheat. The, the problem you run into, though, is we can't have admins in every single place at once. So that's why you have um, in-game admins kind of spread out sporadically you know, throughout the thing, and they have some type of identification if they have to identify themselves, but they're also – don't have the ability to do what a regular admin is other than break up a fight or break up something or say, Hey, you your call your hit. So that's where the orange shirt comes in and things like that, you know, to run over there and say, okay, we'll take care of it, but everybody will hear. And then we have, then what we have, so you have your main 10 admins, but then you got two main admins who can be mobile and get to wherever they need to quickly to either take care of a situation, things like that. So we've had a lot in, in the, all the events I've done and been to, very minimal problem. You have your problems. You're always going to have problems. You're always going to have that one 50-year-old who's yelling at a 20-year-old because he shot him, things like that. And, and you know what's funny? I mentioned that. That's what I mostly see. These, these old guys, these older guys and stuff like that are out there playing, being obnoxious towards these younger guys who are playing honestly, but do something stupid. So, yeah, now I'm one of those older guys, but I don't do the stupid stuff. I just shut up and let it go. You know, move on. But, uh, so, so yes. to, to have a complete staff, you so let's yeah. say to ten in game, two uh, that it can get anywhere quick, and then obviously you need some support staff too, right? Support staff. Well, most majority of the time, once the game starts, you only need one support staff outside, you know, to check on things, make sure everything's going smooth. You have you, a lot of your vendors and stuff. Depend when you get vendors, that's another subject. But when you get vendors and stuff like that, but you usually have one support staff out front or wherever the parking lot or whatever it is that's going on. But in the, once game time starts, everybody's inside anyways. So if we have one support staff outside, he's visible enough to see if somebody has a question from the parking lot or the front of the front of the facility and take that radio back out to one of our main admins. And then uh, everybody else is back in the game. So you could have, you could have probably do a whole event from beginning to end on a, uh, you know, 10 acre, 10 acre plot of land probably 10 admins, 10 people total, support staff and everything. And then just the bigger the venue. Uh, yeah, the bigger the venue, you add the more, yeah, or you have the more mobile type of thing, you know, because you could be at a Guardian Center, you could be at a GTI, which is used, but 
like I said, TCA of all, all the events I've been to, I, I, but I should preface also, I've never been to a Milson West. I've never been to Centurion. I've been to uh, AMS, TCA, other smaller ones, and uh, Lions Club. You've so, got to go to the Centurion event. You absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, that's one of our, our goals for the next year, 2022. But like I said, we're going to be busy trying to find more AOs and you know, produce more events because that's what that's what the. Are you going to. Um, so speaking of AOs, are you yes. going to primarily stay in Florida? No. no. Okay. So if, if for hypothetically speaking, if I had an AO here in Michigan and right. it suited your needs and it was good, would you come to Michigan and play? We'd come to Michigan to play. Play or okay. help admin or help whatever. You know, help or admin. or no. Like if I found yeah. you an AO. Yeah, if you got a cool AO. Yeah, if you got a cool AO. Detroit. <laughs> and and I, I, can, I mean, there's shit all around me. And right. so I get you contact and you get it, you know, in contact with the landowner or whatever, leasing agent. That's how things are done up here is through leasing agents. Right. And it fits your needs and they're willing to do it. Uh, would you host an event here in Michigan? Yeah, we'd, we'd probably host an event. Yep. We have, okay. the, we have the staff. We have the staff now who could go out and check it out, make sure it's you know good for us type of thing, and we can write a good storyline for it. You know, we, we once we find an AO, then we write the storyline. So, and all I require is cuddles. Cuddles, okay. Um, you know, cuddles, and, and, cuddles and defeat me. We're good. Well, <laughs> I eat a lot. Yeah, I can eat. So, so we've talked about uh, AOs. But, Let me reiterate something here real quick, just if you don't mind. Um, as far as AOs go, the other thing we do, and because because we are friends with almost all the other event producers, we usually make sure we're not stepping on anybody's toes. So you got to check your calendars. If you're doing a small event in Florida, that's fine, or a small event in what your state or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to go to a bigger AO and find this awesome AO, check scheduling with the other big producers. I mean, you know, and, and what part of the country it's in, too. That, that's the other thing. I mean, event in Michigan is really not going to affect that bad of event in you know, Georgia or a GTI event. It's not sure, going to affect sure. that, you know, much at all. Though, Although with us being in Central Penn, we kind of we, – we missed out on Iron Dagger because we found out about Iron Dagger after we committed to Central Penn. <laughs> but so, uh, so things like that. Uh, you got to – Sorry, your, your, your staff, though, real quick. Uh, one last yeah. thing about staff. Uh, volunteer paid. Uh, majority of them will be paid. Majority of them will be the ones that the ones that are actually our staff, direct staff, will be paid. We get a lot of um, a lot of ones who want to help out and things like that, but they want to play too. So they'll be like clean up and stuff after that. So that's how they'll either make money or um, their tickets will be paid for type of thing. They come and work, and we only allow some. And, and I think that's that. That's a really good thing. A lot of AMS does that. Centurion right. does that. Yep. Lions Club that. I mean, guys, that's a good thing. And you got a lot of real good players who can't afford to go to these big events and will bust their ass. And there's a lot of players like that. I mean, they really are. So, I respect the player base. I mean, we had a good player base, except for one or two bad apples. But I couldn't even name those bad apples. I mean, the majority of the people that I've met and Bulldogs met and things like that are generally good people. You know, they may do something stupid every now and then, but other than that, they're... I mean, if you ever, I'll just put it out there now, if you yeah. ever come close to Michigan, what's in, you know, I, I try to stay that, Georgia's far from me, but I love Centurion so much. Right. Um, I try to stay in that eight-hour window. So if you come within eight hours of me, you can count me down as, as a volunteer yeah. and I'll help. Okay. And That sounds you good. Know. Where, where exactly are you at now? 
I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. So, yeah, how far is that for you to travel to Pennsylvania? That's quite a ways. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, dep- depending yeah. on Pen- depending on what part are you in the west side or the east side? Oh, she just uh, east of uh, Pittsburgh. About two hours east of Pittsburgh is where the Central Pen's at. They want me to come back up, but like I said, that's gonna be that's gonna be in April, and I have to I have to weigh that time when it comes. I really can't decide. That. Uh, if you send me a, if you send me a, what's the name of the town? I can look it up quick. Crescent, Pennsylvania. Crescent. That's where the sanitarium's at. I know where that's at. Yep. So, okay, um, the. Uh, okay, so your guys' event specifically. I mean, uh, to, to, to any event producer, um, an overarching backstory is important. It kind of sets the tone uh, for kind of what to expect in the event, right? You know what it's going to be about, and um, you, you can tweak the story for the AO. Correct. Yep. But there's going to be an overarching theme to you guys, right? And your overarching theme so far uh, is. Uh, is an as a post-apocalyptic um, environment. So, and tell us a little bit about the mechanics of your post-apocalyptic world and why a post-apocalyptic world. Before you answer, before you answer, uh, to answer your question earlier, Crescent from my house is four and a half hours. Oh, really? Wow, that's pretty good. That's within. So, the, all right, I just want to let you know that so I don't forget. But go ahead and I mean, answer. Go ahead. And if they come say, back up there, I'll put you in touch with uh, players wanted because he's going up back up there. He's going back up there in April. But keep an eye out because it's going to be Big House too. Is the name of the event. Write that down. Big Absolutely. House. And then Sin. Uh, what was Sin's last name? I can't remember. He's going to be. I think he's going to be involved in the big time too. And he comes out of Ohio, I think, if I remember that right. Sin Williams. Sin Williams. Sin Johnson. I have crap. I can't remember what his last name is. Anyway, anyway, back to but the anyways, question. Yeah. Okay, so back to back to the question you asked: Why post-apocalyptic? Um, the and how the mechanics work for that? Um, well, it actually leaves us open for a lot of things. I mean, I, I, the, my personal thing was: I know Bulldog will probably have a different explanation if you get. I would you personally get him on there too eventually, but uh, I don't know if you've ever if you follow whatever. But how about The Walking Dead? You sure. Yeah, I've seen like the first okay. eight. I'm not looking to do a zombie, zombie events. That's not my thing. I I like force on force. I so it's zombies like, minus it's Walking yeah, Dead yeah, minus yeah, zombies. Walking Dead minus zombies, correct. So gotcha. you have the different colonies, you know, along those lines, trying to um, survive, pretty much. You know, trying to you know everybody has their objectives, things like that, to make themselves better or or to become a major force for the rest of the world. You know that's been wiped out by you know pl- whether it be plague, nuclear war, things along those lines. I know there's a lot of companies out there, but uh, Bulldog and I are you know uh, I, Bulldog more military driven than I. I mean I'm military driven also only because I've had relatives. My father was military and all that stuff. So it's to me I like I guess that goes back to when I was a kid. You know playing soldiers, toy soldiers and stuff. I lived on Air Force bases and that was the biggest thing that just you know before Xbox and you know, Nintendo and all that stuff, we, we had war games. So, you know, that's what it was. So it kind of goes back to that where, and I like the, the more realism. So that's where we go with that. But as far as the apocalyptic tactical events, the, like I said, our very first event actually plays on that. The Patriots who want to save their communities or colonies and are, and the military's moving in to try and repopulate or retake control of the, the world that's basically been wiped out. So that's kind of where our, our storyline, you know, goes from there. And our story writer, he's one heck of a guy, you know, he knows his stuff and is able to pick up on that. Um, you could see, and, and where that's going to come into play too is the type of 
uh, AOs we find. You know, we're, we're actively looking for hospitals and schools and uh, factories and, you know, kind of like what uh, John Liu does when he, you know, finds his stuff. We just don't want to, you know, piggyback on his or do any AO poaching. We don't want to do that far from doing that. So prisons and, you know, things like that. So that's what we're actually looking for because people like to play in the real world stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, the Guardian Center, GTI. The Guardian Center is more real world because you have collapsed buildings and you can't play in the collapsed buildings, but you got buildings and tough subways and your streets you're actually fighting and things like that. So, I mean, if that's any help, I like to talk and ramble a lot, but uh, you know, my mind. I mean, because but is it, well, I'm yeah. just saying, is it well? Then the question becomes: Is it is it open world? Are you bartering and trading with people? Uh, trading yeah, with we're people not doing that. That's what, what do they call that? There, there's a certain type of game like that. As a matter of fact, they had one of those games just recently at the place we're going to be event. So you have people coming in in costumes, you know, you know, cosplay type stuff. And I, um, as far as bartering, you know, there's things we can try if we go into, you know, having like merc, merc groups or mercenary groups and things like that, as far as bartering and stuff like that to get them to, you know, fight with you, offer food, stuff like that. Um, but as far as the cosplay stuff and the unicorn stuff and the, you know, running around and, you know, night costumes, things like that, that's not what we're about. I mean, Grant, and don't get me wrong, I don't fault, I don't have anything against that. It's just not our style of play. You don't want so, people running around with rubber hatchets knocking each other in the head. Sure, sure. I mean, that's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a more traditional. There's nothing. Yep. I mean, there's a few people I like to hit with a real hatchet, but you oh, know. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the, the real steel, you know, we're all real steel fans and things like that. We just get to play with expensive BB guns and shoot each other in regular, you know, like war games. So, I mean, that's so are you? Is this a continuous play kind of deal? Or are you doing? I don't know if you answer. Oh, no, the story, storyline. Yeah, like so. Yeah. Aftermath. We'll have an aftermath too, and go on from there. It's kind of like back when uh, you know Doomsday was doing the Homeland series, and then the. Uh, uh, Northern Watch and you know things along those lines. It all so it, it'll be a continuous evolving storyline. Yes, correct. Yep, and our, okay. our story writer is well aware of that and very good at it. This one's will pretty the, basic because we're at. Will the will the event itself be continuous playtime or broken uh, up well, in the evolution? Gonna, well, it's a shortened event. It's a one day. It's actually a one day play event. So we'll actually you know do it. It's kind of like based on the TCA type format, but for this one, this is this will probably be our only ran into a scheduling problem we had to get an event quickly so there's actually something going on in that field on sunday so we actually have to be out the field and cleaned up and everything and out of there by 10 o'clock on sunday so that's why we originally wanted a three-day event but um for what they future are, yeah, we are going to be multi-day events yeah most majority of our stuff yes will be multi-day events that is great and we will have uh, what's called you know uh, we have our own jtf missions and stuff we have a, uh, a group of guys who do that professional well, i won't say professional because they do a do a hell of a job you know, I don't know if you've heard of Echo 4, but uh, their leader, Alex Fallon, is awesome at doing the, uh, you know, like TCA does a tier one. We do what's called GTA. Yeah. Only this event's not going to have them because we're, we're, like I said, we're, it's a big introduction for us. But when you're doing your multi-day events, though, yes. are they, is it going to be like continuous gameplay or are you going to uh, have breaks? Yeah, yeah, we'll stop. We're going to have, we're still going to do the breaks and things like that till we get to a point where we can do, say, uh, you know, we like, I, I didn't get a chance to do an Iron Dagger. Bulldog and I have neither one of us have done a 24, 48, or you know, 36 hour event. 36 or 40, 22, yeah, 24, 36, 48 hour event. We have not done one yet. Then that's one of the things we're working towards also. But do you want to grow into that? Yeah, we want. We, we, that'd be nice to grow into that. But at the same token, if we got the, if we got this one niche like TCA does or something like that, we are good with 
who knows how long we're going to be in it till we, you know, retire <laughs> or to hand the reins over to somebody else. Cause we're both getting up there. Yeah. You know, we're closer to 60 than we are 50. So, <laughs> so we're, we're looking at it for fun now. Have a good time. We love the people. Like I said, I like going out. I could probably spend the whole time sitting there talking with people and running an event than I can playing, even though I enjoy, I love the hell out of playing. And I'd rather be a grunt than be a, uh, be in command. There, I mean, it's, it's, I, I have said this several times. I mean, anybody that spends enough time leading an event eventually realizes, Jesus Christ, I just want to go back and follow somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah, I did. I, and if, if need be, I mean, I, I enjoy leading people. I mean, I have no problem. Bulldog, same way. And, and that's kind of how I felt with Centurion is that, you know, I did a couple events. I did two events with them recently uh, right. and as ODA commander. And I'm like, you know, I want to do it, but then – you know, I don't want to do it. And, and right. then, it, it you know, all depends on who you're leading and what you're leading. I mean, I, I remember the first time I was an AMS event and they said, get these guys motivated and moving. I'm going, you're talking to the wrong person. That was at my, when, like my second or third AMS event I was at, at GTI. As a matter of fact, I remember, oh, that's when I got my nose shot off. I remember that, you know, firefight in a doorway. That's before I started wearing a full, wearing the face shield. <laughs> oh, the things you uh, learned as you go along. And, uh, uh I don't want to. I think uh, so, uh, Rob. You and I are going to close out because I think uh, uh, Pineapple's got it ready to pull out real quick. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I'll just tell everybody. Unfortunately, I do have to travel tomorrow, and I have to start cooking some food. And is- you know, I hate to do it to everybody, but you know, well, it is that time out. of year. Well, let's, listen, I, Pineapple it was great talking to you on here. Now I know your yes. voice. Um, I know I've met you in person. <laughs> you literally just saw me at Series Viking Three. I did. Uh, okay, well, you're gonna have to kick me in the butt next time. I bet I know exactly who you are. I just I have a problem being you know you know fixing names with faces. I was there when you got your GBLS. I was the first one to offer well, that's you. That's right. Money you would want to up and thank me. Congratulations, not offered. We wanted it. Yes. Okay. I know yes. Exactly. Yep. I but offered I you. I was the first the offer. I see your name all the time, so it's just putting the face together with the body. But now I don't have to. I know exactly who you're. Fucking you white people. I'll yeah, give you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you props. Uh, wait, you wait, wait, wait. Actually, hold on. Before, before you go, before you go, pineapple. I just first of all, I want to give Rob props for the fact that he's like. I'll tell you the truth. I don't recognize half you assholes. You know. Wait, so you get to that. Oops, I'm sorry. I can't hear I'll you. Give him he's got a radio for, going in the background. Because uh, pineapple's got the feedback coming from his radio. Yep. I have no radio. Literally, I'm just on my you're hearing an echo through your whatever you're playing. There's an echo from somewhere. Your microphones. You're the speakers uh, in the car. But no um, um, I was going to say that at least you say, "Hey, I, I don't remember you," and it's better than the guy that's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember you. You, you know, you were cool. You know, oh yeah, it was great seeing you." I mean, that was it. I, I can't remember names or shit either. I was in the grocery store yesterday. And- Somebody I've known from years ago walked up to me with a mask on. He goes, you know, she goes, hey, I go, hey, how you doing? She goes, she stops and she goes, you don't remember me, do you? I go, put your mask down. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're what, you're what's his name's from. <laughs> so let me ask you this real quick before I head out. Um, the GBLS system. Yes. It, it's not available right now because they're always sold out. But Correct. let's say it was available right now. Is it worth the price you pay? Um, I honestly, um, eight for $1,800 and stuff. And if I was using, if I was doing a more, it's for me, it's a more realistic thing, but I honestly, 
haven't had a chance to field it yet. You know, one magazine for me is, yeah, it's got one magazine with it. I've got to get with Greg. Uh, I can't remember Greg's last name, but he's a GBLS guy. I have his personal number to contact him about getting the mags, but I haven't slowed down. And unfortunately, I my MTW is tried and true with the D-hop barrel in it. And I just, aside from freezing up in uh, – it froze up in uh, Pennsylvania during the snowstorm we had. <laughs> but aside All right. $1,800 been- cash right now. $1,800 cash for this GBLS. No, I will give you $1,800 cash right now. Cash right now for the GBLS. Yes. Smell of desperation. Really? Oh, get with message me. <laughs> I mean, I will have to sell uh, everything I own. I made it. Yes, I, I, the I will. I will. No, no. Uh, you enjoy that. I don't have $1,800, but if yeah. I did, I would. <laughs> But if you I do, but I wouldn't say what you would say. If I hey, had the money, if I had, I the, had money, the money, I'd let it go for that. offer because I'm in the middle of building a house boy. during this damn COVID crap, and you know the cost. No, no. If I had the money, Rob, I seriously would buy it. I'm yep. a fanboy of the GBLS system. I want one. I, I will get play with it. I want to take it on the field. I want to get this orange tip off here. I want to take it on the field and play with it. I'm getting. I did. I am set up to do that, but I've just been so busy. My work, my regular job, I work in medical. That's my regular job. I mean, I fix my Well, hey, I mean, I do have this offer for you. If you want to mail it to me to, to try use and, and try it out, I <laughs> hey. am going to a Saturn event in two weeks. Hey, TDZ, Kevin Walker, he's already offered that too. <laughs> God damn it. Well, hey, guys, I hate to cut this short. You guys can talk and finish hey. this without me. I do have to go. Rob, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. Same here. I have actually played several events with you before. Come up and kick me in the ass so I remember who you are. It's okay. Now you know who I am, yep. and it's a big pleasure talking to you, Javier, as always. Thank you. Great pleasure. Thank you can you. find me at Strike Force Milson Photography, all one word. You can look right. me up. Just put in Brad, Pineapple. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. You too. I love Happy you Thanksgiving. All. And uh, spay and new to your pets. I gotta go, guys. Mine are. See you later, pineapple. By the way, options just so you know. (laughs) Take care. It's sad to have to say goodbye to my little buddy. Awesome. Well, but uh, it was it was. I mean, it was. It's always great to have pineapple, and uh, it's. I have go. I have memory like a goldfish, also. So there are plenty of people that are like. See it when we're walking around. Don't get me wrong. And I, I love you know the fact that I've been in this for a while and people know who I am now. At any any of the events and stuff like that, uh, if if you come up, you know, and people are listening to this, if you come up to me, just please just remind me who you are, your type of thing. A lot of people I know who they are. I mean, I've got my friends, you know, for out you know out, out of this world on this, but uh, just I'm not being an asshole. It's just there's so many of you out there that are so awesome, and just come up and just you know remind me who you are, you know, for right off the bat too, and then I'm not embarrassed by that. Or if you want to know my full name, you know, just ask. My last name is Wiener. First name's Rob, but uh, well, I mean, and, think think yeah. of all. I mean, especially on Facebook. I mean, think about all the people that you interact with. Oh yeah, and, and I interact- might say hi to you, and and might say hi to you yep. on the on the on the on the event on the on right. your company's page or on another forum or somewhere. And they're like, oh yep. man, you're a great dude and you're cool. I mean, you have a conversation with this guy. Maybe you have a conversation messenger with them, and then you're like, and I mean, and because of Facebook, you're like, how am I supposed to recognize this guy? And when I get in. Person. Right. 
You're, you're right. I mean, but I recognize there's a lot of a lot of people I've become good friends with over the years. You know, from like the I can't remember the the team's name, but Shadow Legion out of Georgia. They're all Perry Pleat. Most of them work for some type of law enforcement, things like that. You know, Justin West. You know that group there. I mean, I got them coming down to our event. They want to come down, so they're coming down. Uh, Dark Horse Six, all those guys. You know, from you know Steve Tom. God bless you, Steve Tom. I'm glad you're getting better. Uh, you know, talked to him earlier today. I talked yep. to him earlier today. Awesome. He is, and he's getting on better. the road to recovery. Really good. Yep, he looks really good. Augie Augie Ochoa is now my new best friend. I mean, I actually stayed at his house when I went for the camping trip for for Dark Horse Six, and there he's out of right out of New York, right in Staten Island, or is it Staten? Yeah, Staten Island. So was it Staten Island? No, I got that wrong. Not Long Island, Staten Island. Uh, anyways, I went to his house and stayed at his house. Him and Linda are awesome. His kids are awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, new best friend, new brother, new brother is basically what it is. I have a lot of new brothers and sisters because of this sport. And uh, so. You know, Appreciate each other. So to, to kind of wrap up what we've yeah. talked about today a little bit, I mean, we, we hit on uh, the big drama and how it relates to the way a company and event producer right. operates. Um, we talked definitely a good amount about, uh, you know, what you guys are doing. And it's very ex- exciting. It's great that you guys are, are obviously going to continue and are moving forward in your own new direction because, you know, we need more obviously good event producers. We don't. Right. There's, there's no shortage of players, and there are more being added every day. And I, COVID saw a huge boost of them thanks to a lot of guys looking at Airsoft for an alternative for sport, for training, Yep. you know, as far as dry fire because of the expense of ammo. And right. then a lot of those guys are going to bring their kids in. So I think you're going to get more of what you were at, talking about, about more of those dads bringing their kids in, yep. and that grows the, the sport of the hobby. Um, I am, I am, I, in my opinion, I, it's a hobby, not a sport but we can have our different opinions. Right. There. No, no. And, and I agree with you. It is. I call it my hobby, but when you're out, when I'm out there on the field and stuff like that, you know, when they look at it, I go, it's just, you know, pretty much a sport. You're exercising all that stuff, but yes, it is a hobby. Pineapple, look at my room. I mean, Pineapple and I uh, argued uh, in an earlier episode, uh, how we came about our own personal definitions. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I mean, and, look at NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR is a sport. So I, I compare us to NASCAR drivers, you know, <laughs> to a certain extent, not a basketball player or, or football player, although football player with all the gear we wear, but you know, and the running and hurting ourselves, things like that. But uh, no, for me, it, the, it's, it's a combination. For me, the, for me, the threshold is a little bit of a, a, a either a universally a universally adopted rule sets, right? Which we we across airsoft we have very similar ones, yes, not universally adopted uh, rule sets, and and or uh, a governing body. A universal governing body, um, and we don't have that either. So that is where, because you know, in a hobby, you can take, uh, you know, I do woodworking as a hobby, and there's like a hundred different, there's this giant spectrum of right how of, you do of, that. of how you do that, and I mean, there's you know, it, it is physically exerting. It can be. It requires a lot of skill and technique, and it requires the use of specialized equipment for safety and or to do what you do. Right. But I mean, there's no overarching set of rules about how you have to do any of it. And there's no governing body on, you know, woodworking. So there's nothing like that in airsoft. So that's why, that's why I say that to me, it can qualify as a sport. I got Um, you. Within, if, if you, if you see the, that logic and, and you agree with it, then you'll call it a hobby too. But right. well, that's right. I do, I do call it when people ask what what I do. I said, 
you know, this is my hobby. I mean, I used to be, the funny thing was firefighting used to be my hobby, but you know, I didn't call it a job when I did was doing, I'm still doing it as a volunteer. We got a meeting coming up anyways, but I still do it as a volunteer. But, uh, I used to call that my hobby back years ago. I mean, but it's not a, it definitely doesn't consider it as a sport. It's a career. It's a, um, uh, what's the word? It's a, yeah, career. I guess is the best way to describe it. But uh, airsoft air can be, I guess you'd say both. When I'm playing it, it's a sport. When I'm collecting my stuff together, putting my guns together, putting my gear together, it's my hobby. That's my, that's my hobby. So that's why, it's, that's my explanation. You know, that's the way I differentiate between the two. And I mean, nobody, my, my kids are in sports. My daughter was a cheerleader. That's a sport too. So and no, and no, and nobody's this. And I'm not necessarily saying that right. you know, one or the other is right or wrong. It's just we, you know, everybody has to have their own view on this. Correct. I think it's I think it's stupid when people argue over the fact. Yeah, that there's like, no. Yeah, there's no reason to argue. Okay, you got your opinion. I got mine, and we're not going to become you know enemies because of it. Other than you know the way that some of this it, it doesn't enrich or it doesn't enrich right. or decrease you yep. by being right either way. So correct. Like, like so many things in here that we argue with. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So what are, let's to summarize the, you know, what we've gone through so far. What are, um, since you're starting your new uh, company, right. this is obviously, uh, these are probably forefront ideas. What are the, you know, your five, you know, must do's in order to be successful and uh, what you guys are coming out with and doing and, 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 and starting and doing with your event production company, um, right. even though you have a reputation, you are known in the community, what are your five must-dos? And, and at the same time, you know, I would assume these five must-dos should apply to anybody that decides and says to themselves, I want to start my own events. Well, five must-dos. Okay. Have, first off, you have to have a product. What are you doing? What do you want to do? Where do you want to take this? Where are you going? Why are you doing this? Second, you have to have some type of uh, capital, you know, whether it be money, cash, or the ability to get things moving financially. Finance, you know, you have to have the right type of financial backing for it because um, it it's not cheap. I mean, every cash year, or a high limit credit card. Yeah, high limit credit card. That's the best way to do it. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because we haven't separated our own separate account yet till we have the the LLC completely done. We're waiting on the state with that. Uh, we do have an EIN number, which you can do anyways. So it's a uh, product finance, uh, staff, the right type of staff support behind you. Um, you have to have that. Uh, we already went product direction. Um, let's see. Finance product direction. I'm thinking at some point you, yeah, there, there's certain other things like personality nuances and things like that where Bulldog and I already, we're already known in the community. Uh, but one of the biggest things I think is you you'd yourself. You'd you love that under marketing, right though? Marketing, marketing, oh, marketing. Yeah. Marketing, be able to, that comes after, but you have to be approachable. You have to be open to people telling you, you know, giving you advice type people out there who are above you, who are successful. You have to be able to listen, listen to people. So you're um, talking about a mindset then? A mind, mindset. Yeah, mindset, but also the way your personality is, you have to be, the best way to do it, because I was an umpire too, you have to be approachable. Meaning that you, you want to be somebody who somebody has no problem coming up to talk to you. You know, doesn't feel like they're going to be, you know, threatened by you or anything like that. They, 
I mean, and that's what I am. Come up and talk to me. Uh, you have to, you know, top that up. Let's see. Then the next thing, you know, being approachable because your personality gets you where you need to go. I mean, Bulldog and I are known throughout because of our, I want to say our personalities. I'm Bulldog's, I'm Bulldog's leash, basically, is what you can call me. <laughs> that's why with the patch and stuff, the dog tag on there. But uh, I'm, but hang on one second. Hold on. Yes. Well, yeah, shut everything yeah, shut down. Everything down. Yeah. That's fine. Good night. Good night. But uh, and then, uh, oh, good God. I don't know. You want to take you want to be able to, you know, take that risk, I guess you could say, by going after and talking to the right people to find those AOs and things. That That's another thing. Be able to find a place to have your to expose, you know, sell your product to everybody. You know, a place that somebody wants to come to. So, so, you, so you need a good product. You need some financing. Yep. You need the mindset and or you know approachability. Right. You need the uh, you need a good venue, and that I missed one that you mentioned. Um, market marketability or be able to market marketing your, market your product. Yep, marketing. Oh, so that's those are your five right there. Yep, those are the five right there. I mean, there's other other little ones that fit that kind of fit into every one of those categories, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know I I. There are, I don't know, when I first met Bulldog, they, they told me he was, you know, rough to stay away from and things like that. Bulldog to me is a, a teddy bear. So I have no problem with that. So that's where we kind of fit. We're like opposites attract type of thing. So we can put on a heck of a heck of a, a venue show product because we have the ability to draw on the right people, you know, to, to help us with the event. Uh, we, we can't, we don't, uh, as far as, getting on the grand scale as I don't see ourselves. I look up to TCA, AMS and all that stuff. So I don't see myself as being above anybody else, that type of thing. You know, you have to be humble, you know, with, with what you're selling <laughs> too. So, but if you're, you're going to be, you can't be greedy You're not going to get rich in this, this industry. No way you're going to get risked. Um, and you just have you know direction, what you want to do. I mean, you want to grow this, grow the, the sport, grow the community, grow the hobby. You know, you want to be able to do that. So, okay. Just, so, uh, so I think those sound like, those are obviously, those are good points. I think uh, yeah. anybody paying attention should definitely be, hopefully they took notes, right. you know, not go back and re-listen um, because it's just, this is, these are the gems and you know, the, the things that you really want to, you know, where the in-depth thinking, you know, I think we spend a little too much time on a logo and a name which is important. Right. But if you don't have a product, right. You know, and then a, a map to the, to success for that product with the appropriate steps, you know, don't forget your legitimate insurance, right. You know, not Joe's special event and clown insurance, you know, but if it works and gets you the right insurance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yep. You know, I mean, I know we sometimes got to play the, weird name and label game yep. in order to get their insurance. Oh yeah. And you, gotta, you gotta be, like I said, that's another you know, way you'd be approachable. You don't need to get a, you know, get all snippy with somebody because they're not going to insure you because they will tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. So you just accept it, move on, go to the next thing. Don't get upset because you didn't get something you wanted, you know, right off the bat. There's people who just blow a gasket because their, their French fries weren't hot enough. I go, dude, just, it was an accident. They didn't do it on purpose. and don't do it all the time. Just, Go up nicely, ask, um, these cold, can I get, you know, so you do the same thing with anybody else, you know, you, you, you kill them with a, what's, what's the phrase? You kill them with kindness. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. That's what yep. I believe that kill one too. Kindness. Yep. Kill them so, with kindness. Yep. You know, 
it's uh i mean it's airsoft i mean you really if it's right. if it's bumming you out you're you're not in the, you're, you shouldn't be in the in the hobby i mean if you're letting people bum you out you're not you shouldn't be right doing it. and I've, I've been doing this that you know going on eight years now i've been in this hobby for over eight years now and um i've enjoyed can, growing with it i still enjoy you, growing with it and even if i get to a point where I just go to the event and sit around and talk to people, you know, because I can't no longer physically go out there. I'm going to do that because I you love can, the people that I meet. You can, you can enjoy it. You can yep. be passionate about it. Oh yeah. Um, and you can, you know, for all intents and purposes, love it. Yes. The two things I tell people, I always tell people there's two things about hot air song. It, it Don't let it bum you out. It shouldn't. Nope. Because if, if your hobby's bumming you out, then you, why the hell the are you doing Why are you doing the hobby? Yep. Yeah. Why are you doing the hobby? And then two is don't let it become part of your identity. Right. You know, it's once again, it's a hobby, not your identity. Right. The, the second it starts to becoming like your identity, that's, that's then you, what, what, what is wrong in your life that you yeah. base your, <laughs> yeah. the value of your life on airsoft, you know, and, and everything related to it, you know, hence why, and I've said this before, hence why I like my Facebook, my personal Facebook has nothing about airsoft on it. Why? Because it's just not my life. It is a hobby. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, but for those of you interested in, in starting an event, I think we hit some great points. It's great to hear about what you guys are doing and, and get Thank into you. more of the details of that. And so that was really awesome to hear. Um, let's go over some events real quick and we'll go ahead and wrap sure. it up. Then. Sounds good. So, so coming up uh, down the pipeline, we're into the end of the year. So uh, there, we have a couple on, that I have listed. If they're, more events out there, guys. Don't hesitate to message the page and tell us about other yep. events uh, that are great. coming up. Uh, Rob, if there are ones that I don't list coming up in December, yep. please, by all means, throw them in here and let me know. I got uh, you. So, so we got uh, December uh, 11th through the 12th. We got Mir uh, doing yeah. Southern Watch, Operation yep. Breakout. Uh, they're down guys, the floor. Just so you know, that's an awesome jail uh, AO down there. Yeah, be What's the facility the called again? It's for the force center is what it's called. I think there's another name for it too, but the force center it used to be the Henry County uh, corrections department of corrections used to own that. Uh-huh. It's a, that matter of fact, there's a video I, I just saw today on TikTok showing a helicopter and some guys sitting on the roof and sniping off the top of the building. They, they just said it was in Florida, but I knew for a fact it was definitely the force center down there near the Everglades, Immokalee, Florida, down in Immokalee, Florida. You know, what's, what's funny is when you see videos that are like a uh, professional trainer, tra- professional soldiers training, right or like professional law enforcement or whatever training or, and, and then, or uh, like a, a brand that maybe did a photo shoot is right down at these places. And you're like, Hey, I played airsoft there. Yep. I've been there. I know that place. Well, yep. So today I saw on Instagram, uh, a photo. It was an advert. It was an advertisement, uh, advertisement for, uh, first spear. And it was like the snippet photo at an odd angle. And I'm like, that's the MUTC. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it's like you had and it's like this you get all you did was get a little bit of a view a little bit of the view of the of that uh tan brick of the old buildings with the shutters right and and uh, i look at the like the crumbling structure they have like in the center of it and that's all you see along with some rubble that's it i mean this little tight window snapshot of of of, of it zoomed in you're not seeing like it on a grand panoramic right. view or anything and I'm like, that's the MUTC. <laughs> the um, uh, one of the Fast and Furious, I forget which one it was, was actually filmed the beginning opening credits 
and stuff with the rock going, getting knocked through a wall in his uh, um, Cherokee, I think is what it was. Uh, that no. was filmed at Guardian Center, right there at the Guardian Center. They used the wall and that chain link fence where he went through the chain link fence and flipped over into the grass. That was there. It was filmed there at the Guardian Center, the beginning of two at yep. the Guardian Center, uh, season in one of Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. Yep. Holy crap. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. On the highway. The highway? Right. That's the highway at the Guardian Center. Oh, dude, I, I am so going to go back and rewatch that first because I'm, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I've been watching all the way through. And matter of fact, I just saw the last eight episodes of The Walking Dead. Now I'm in, you know, the Beyond, Walking Dead Beyond and uh, The Fear of the Walking Dead. So I just started those up for this season. And the one other reference I'll give before moving on to the other events is uh, that movie, The Fifth Wave. You, you know that okay. one? That yep, one? I know what you're talking about. I saw that. The yep. invasion and, you know, the, all these things are happening. And, like, the kids are turned into soldiers that end up being right. working for the aliens. Spoiler alert for anybody that didn't see that. <laughs> um, I believe several of the highway scenes on that one, I think, were also uh, the Guardian Center. Oh, but wow. for, yeah, they do a lot of for, stuff at the Guardian Center. But for sure, 100%, I know for a fact, the base that the kids were being trained on and doing the CQB training, and then the base and then the base was attacked. That was the Guardian Center. Uh, that was uh, the Guardian Center, also. The CQB building. Yeah. Well, it was, it was several of the buildings they were using. Okay. Uh, gotcha. I'm going to go building, back and watch that too because I never even caught onto that. That's good. that's a hard one to catch. A little hard to catch because yeah. you have to know the interior of the buildings more than the right. exterior facade because when they did the movie, they combined the actual some of the buildings that were actually there um in cgi okay so they augmented the background of uh, of the guardian center with you know cgi buildings and bunkers but and and you can see it when they're like out and about on on the base and or doing tr training you can if you look carefully you can see like you're like oh i know the cgi ends here and the rest of that is, I mean, the the real building is up to here, and the rest is CGI because I recognize the facade of the real building. Right. And then, but when they're inside of the rooms and moving from room to room and, and, and all of that, and those scenes where they're training inside, you're like, I've done BB words in those rooms. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so you, cool. that that's it. no, it is really cool because especially yeah. when you go back and watch it and you see like the the, the, the where the base comes under attack. Right. You're like that that that's not there, but I wish it was. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that you're like, man, <laughs> they should build that there. I, I love traveling to the AOs like that. You know, any 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 top line AO. I mean, it's just and, and they're around. There's a lot around. I mean, it's just we don't know about them, but there's a lot of those training, those AOs around. So continuing on in our events, uh December tenth through the twelfth, uh, uh, uh Southern Watch. Yep. Uh, well, no, uh, oh. 11 through the 12 is Southern Watch. Okay. Uh, the same weekend uh, in Blakely, Georgia, oh. uh, Pineapple was talking about how much he loves oh. Centurion Blakely, Combat Simulator. Yeah, I haven't been up there yet. That's Centurion doing an event there at Blakely? Yep. And Blakely, yeah, no, Georgia. TCA Cent does one too there also. No, they, they've never been to Blakely. Oh, TCA is not. I thought they advertised it were at Blakely. TCA. No. Okay. Uh, okay. TCA, uh, the location for Centurion's. Uh, next event, uh, it's Operation Phoenix okay. in Blakely, Georgia, at okay. the uh, at the uh, arena training facility. It's gotcha. called, is what it's called, and it's in Blakely, Georgia. Uh, it's like a two thousand plus yeah, acre facility. That. Yep, I did see that. Um, they actually have, I think they hold 
they have a one mile plus range there in which the they they it it moves i think it shifts around but last i checked they still have the longest cold war uh shot record that was done there gotcha so they have these really long ranges in a couple little areas and and other training areas because they do a bunch of other kinds of training there i believe they uh host breacher school training for one of the spec ops units so it's it's a cool place um it's uh it's it's i think it's a great big army kind of place to fight on and uh and so that's uh that's their event that they're having there yep and then uh, I have centurion combat centurion combat simulations is a spot is the show sponsor cool. um they are your uh one-stop destination for uh the only robin sage style experience in uh in the world of Middlesim and airsoft so if you if you guys listening have never heard of robin sage google it and you'll understand why you know it's described that way and it's that that's that's the intent and design of it to mirror the work the world of Robin Sage. Gotcha. Um, and uh, that weekend. same, and yep. then the next weekend after that um, is going to be December seventeenth through the nineteenth. Uh, Theta Events is having their Black Star Crisis Rebuild event. Jeez, uh, I forgot my notes here. Yeah, I got one for you too on December eleventh through twelfth. Yeah, at, who's that? Uh, at Balahack. They're having. Oh Rev yeah, 11. Rev eleven is at Balahack. Rev eleven. That yeah. the, that event is. That's like a, one of those cult classics now. Yeah, that's really... correct. It's one of those ones that are also with, I, I'm not, I know, uh, role playing, a lot of role playing going on with that game too. Yeah, I want to go to one of those one of these years. I, I do. That I was supposed to go so again. so much fun. December, I held off on doing any events in December only because I was supposed to be moving. So I'm not committed to any events, but also I've got my fire department and we've got parades and all that stuff. So I won't be going anywhere on the weekends for a while. Well, that looks like so much fun, and I, yep. you know, I'm sure every the guys that go to that are really going to enjoy. It. Oh yeah. So that's that's it for December. If we look a little bit in February, uh, February eighteenth uh, through the twentieth. Yeah. Operation I in January. Wow. Jeez. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going <laughs> to let you have the last word on yours. <laughs> gotcha. And we've mentioned yours already once. Yep. Uh, we have uh, February eighteenth through the twentieth. We have Operation Bone Strike. Yes, uh, I'll be there. TCA event and. Uh, Milledgeville, uh, Georgia. Yep. I have I have told people that I am iffy about events at mental institutions and or jails. Ah, they're fun. Mostly jails. Mostly, yeah, mostly jails. jails. They're still fun. The Pennsylvania one was like that. But uh, I tell you what, I actually booked my hotel ticket before I bought the tickets. for. <laughs> for, for well, that event, that event is sold out. So. Yeah, I know. I got my tickets. I got my tickets in time. Uh, Guys yeah. are excited to go to that one. And it's... Yep. Uh, definitely happening. Um, and then we move into April, uh, uh, April 1st through the 3rd. We have Operation Stonebreaker at GTI, which I'm sure plenty of people are looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. uh, tickets actually uh, go on sale, I think, on Thanksgiving when the yeah, episode I think that, comes out. Yeah, I think out. I did read that somewhere. And then, uh, you have, uh, uh, and then you have April 20th through the 24th, Operation Firestorm three. This is Ranger yep. versus Delta, yep. uh, in uh, our Carlisle's, South Carolina. This is Lion Claws event. Yep. Now, AMS today put out their schedule uh, through the for almost the entire year. Yeah. Which is great. Which really helps guys plan their year and uh, and and obviously event producers know you know help try to event conflict. Yep. Uh, they're going to do Southern Watch February nineteenth through the twentieth. 
I'm not going to go through their whole schedule. I'll do the first doing three. A, um, AMS is doing a Southern Watch. A Southern Front. Southern Front. Yes, you said Southern Watch. That's why I was confused. I was like, what? Sorry, Southern <laughs> Front. Right. Southern Front Four. That's at D14 in, in uh, Texas. They're doing D14, their central, yeah. They're giving us uh, stuff for our event. Central Front Two. That's happening in uh, Alton, Illinois, at Bingfield. And then their third one, I'll go as far as April into their schedule. Iron Horse uh, 4, yeah. which is at the Guardian Center, uh, which everybody knows, Perry, Georgia. And we talked a little bit about that. The yeah. Iron Horse event's a lot of fun. So They're, they're uh, good. I just um, I know I went to Iron Horse 3, and as long as he gets a lot of staff out, a lot of staff admins, and get some more vehicles to transport people around, I will be there. Uh, Iron Horse uh, uh, 4, which is April 9th through the 10th. So that should be a really good event for me and Maston. I know guys will have a lot of fun there. You know, the Guardian Center. Oh, I can't uh, do 9th uh, through the 10th. Ah! You can't do 9th through the 10th? The cruise. I have to look and see. What the, I think the cruise is that weekend. Son of a bitch. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ah. Well, um, have fun on the cruise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun at the Guardian Center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, that, that's it for events. Um, so before we leave, uh, give the give everybody one more rundown on the event date schedule, and then where can they find you guys and more information, and you know just re- be connected to yep. what uh, your events and what they're offering. Gotcha. So um, coming up January fourteenth and fifteenth, it's Martin Luther King weekend, but we're not going into Martin Luther King Day, which is Monday, but uh, Friday night and Saturday all day Saturday into the evening, um, we have our event, um, Aftermath 2022. Uh, civilians are patriots versus the military. Uh, Two-faction event only. Uh, Friday night is for the basically hangout camaraderie. Get there, you can register early, get chronoed early, all that good stuff. Gates open 11. We have free camping, all that. Tickets are $55 up until December 7th, so get them soon. After that, they go up to 65 uh, insurance costs is one of the reasons why we have to have the increase. Uh, you'll get an event patch plus our uh, apocalyptic tactile events uh, uh, team patch. You'll get one of those two in your packet. Uh, bracelets and everything, safety briefs, all that good stuff. Uh, come one, come all. Prepare to have some fun, have a good time. It's objective based, uh, objective based events. Uh, you can find us at eight airsoft ate airsoft um, Facebook page. Just type in 8.t.e, a.t.e.airsoft, uh, uh, or type in apocalyptic tactical events. And you'll you'll find our page. You'll see the event. Um, also, you can look up the event as, you know, straight as um, Aftermath 2022, and you'll find everything in there. Uh, wasn't there a code that we were supposed to use for you? Was it one grunt 2022? If uh, I think that's what it was, if you have use the code uh, one grunt 2022, if you heard us, heard it here, um, heard it here on uh, our uh, Javier's podcast. On the podcast. Got it. So uh, that's our event. Uh, Any questions and stuff like that, feel free to email us or contact me direct. You can't find, you can find my page, Rob Wiener, you know, a Facebook page, you know, Instagram is uh, call sign underscore Wiener. Uh, Find me, you know, message me if you have any questions uh uh we'll be happy to answer them and if you got any issues and things like that we'll be happy to take care of them see you all right all right that sounds good i, I think guys will look forward i'm excited to see what you guys are going to do i'm excited to go to thank you Appreciate uh, it. i don't know 
I don't know if I'd make the going to make the first event, but oh, um, understand, yeah. completely understandable. We didn't expect a lot of our you know lot, you know the, the far out fan base to make it, but we are looking at areas North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Georgia, you know those areas like that, and we're not going to be stepping on anybody else's toes when we find our areas because there are plenty of them out there. We're even looking for a good mall to have an event in. So if you got something, send it our way too. We'll take a look at it. We have a whole town up in uh, somewhere in uh, some little township up in Tennessee. We have a, one of our buddies lives up there and he found a whole little township. So we're, we're looking into that too. So once again, thank you very much, Rob, for coming on and thank telling you us for about having me. the events. And it's, it's great to hear your advice and your point of view on, uh, on, you know, what guys uh, could do to, to, to start their own path and, and do like what you guys did, you know, at, at growing out of you guys growing out of experience, but starting fresh and new and, you know, the best practices. Uh, it's always something that's important to pass that great knowledge on and you yep. guys, and you definitely helped with that. And like I said, I wish you all the best luck in your in success you. and, and your endeavor. I know you guys are going to do it. Bulldog's a rugged, tough dude. And, you know, guys, you know, float and flock to that, you know, that no, you know, bullshit attitude, which is what we need more in this world. So, um, I, I, I know you guys will do great and it's good to see that. So um, anybody that wants to, you know, like I said, uh, get more information about the show, just message me. at. Uh, you can always message me at the One Grunts Opinion Facebook page, One Grunts Opinion uh, Instagram. Once, all you got to do is look up One Grunts Opinion. Uh, if you want to listen to, if you're looking for more to subscribe to the show, you can subscribe through Spotify or one of the other platforms that we're working on, making sure to get the show spread on for right now, Spotify will be the, the spot. Or once again, you know, the Facebook page where you probably saw this link uh, is where you can always find the show. And we are always looking for feedback. So no, don't hesitate to message the page and offer your feedback, suggestions for guests, questions, whatever topics you want us to cover. Uh, we're happy to do that. And uh, we'll talk about anything, just about anything that has to do with airsoft. You know, we try to keep it relatively drama free, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about whatever you want. Yep. So so hit us up and, and let us know. Don't forget to follow my boy Pineapple. You can find him at Strike Force Milson Photography on Facebook. Uh, and I think he's on Instagram too under Strike Force Milson Photography. Maybe. Oh, I got to double check. I think he is. Um, but yeah, give him a follow. I can't do the show without Pineapple. He's, he's a great partner in crime. And he's got a lot of great questions. Um, he will admit it. He's new to the podcasting and and to the show thing. So I think he lets me take the lead a, uh, a good bit, but I, I, every day and every episode, he finds his voice a little more and a little better, which is great. <laughs> and it's awesome. Um, but, you know, because he, he, he is the other half of this, you know, I think it would be really boring if it was just me, you know, <laughs> oh, I know so, that is like when we do our, when I'm on uh, players wanted show. So I'd understand, you know, sometimes you just need the right partner in crime to, to help you. Also helps keep you on track and, you know. Yeah, <laughs> smack in the back of the head go, hey. Smack in the back of the head. So you, yeah. We always need that. But <laughs> once again, thank you, Mr. Rob Wiener. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. An incredible pleasure. Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving tomorrow. Hopefully Definitely you, you too. And everybody get to eat a, a lot of turkey. And uh, everybody, hope hope everybody gets to eat a lot of turkey and, and pass out, you know, turkey drunk. And, uh, and everybody have a great extended weekend uh, with your families. And, and remember uh, to, you know, buy cool stuff from your local fields, from your local stores um, in order to help, you know, keep those guys moving forward when it comes to your airsoft, airsoft in the industry. That's very important that we support and shop 
local, support your local fields too, get out there, play. It is COVID-friendly activity, you know, to get out and play airsoft. Yes. Airsoft is COVID-friendly, so you should do more of it, not less of it uh, during this time. That's all I've got. Thank you all very much, and I love you all. Thank you for listening and supporting the show, and we are out of here. Thank you. Bye. Take care.